0: In for Mark on the X. Hit me up on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Dayan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com joins us now here on the program. And Dayan, I have to ask you this question because it's all the rage on Twitter right now. It's not going to happen, but should the Steelers sign Le'Veon Bell at a cheap cost?
1: Oh, no, 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 no.
0: You want to turn this into a full fledged
1: answer, Crowley? I can, I mean, I can attempt it, but no. I mean, there's a million reasons why not to, not least of which is, you know, it's funny. I, I get the vibe, whether it's on social media or comments on our site or whatever, that everybody's viewing this from the narrative perspective. Like, well, he wasn't as bad as AB, so we can take him back. This isn't about narratives. Go to 2019 and 2020, the past two seasons, including this partial one, and look at the 53 NFL running backs who have enough yards to to qualify for the rushing title. Out of those 53, Lev's yards per carry, 2.9 per game, is 51st out of 53. That's the problem. Everyone's thinking about Le'Veon Bell from four years ago. He hasn't done anything in the the league for a long time now, other than to get hurt occasionally.
0: Couldn't agree more. And then you throw the baggage potentially on top of that. And yeah, that's going to be a hard note from me. I think and I know that Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, the Rooney family, Kevin Colbert, they all got a bad rap from a lot of the people in the national media for the way things went down with A.B. and Le'Veon Bell. This just crystallizes an opinion that I have and I know that you have as well that really Mike Tomlin did as good of a job with those guys as you could do and those guys were the problem. There wasn't some culture shock. There wasn't some culture problem here. It was two guys acting like knuckleheads.
1: No, that's, that the, the line that I was using at the time, I actually kind of beat it into the ground, was there's no circus, there's just two clowns. And, you know, that wasn't all that popular at the time, that sentiment, because a lot of people, a lot of people, not just national football media or whatever, but I think a lot of local fans as well were pointing the finger at, at Tomlin, not so much at Ben. That was weird stuff that happened with the national media afterwards. It still can't really be explained, other than just a desperate attempt to try to keep some narratives going uh, because it was doing real well for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> in the ratings, like, uh-oh, these guys are gone. What do we do? Oh, I don't know. The quarterback's still there. Okay, let's get let's him. crush him. Uh, yeah, right? Um, in, in this case, you know, the Steelers shouldn't be made out to have been geniuses in this scenario either. And I, I, I'm a little leery of that today as well, too. There's a lot of fans that are going – well, the Steelers really knew their stuff when they no, no. They also offered Le'Veon Bell an even bigger contract than the Jets did. Okay, so I mean, they basically they got a little lucky, is what happens, um, and 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 they did to their credit. But there's no way they they'd reverse course on it. No chance. Adam, this is really really simple. They're four and zero. Yep. Talk to any football coach whose team is undefeated and ask that football coach, if he'd risk anything at all to jeopardize what's happened to make that team four and a hundred percent of them will say no.
0: You talked about hanging on to narratives. I don't know if you saw this, but Kareem hunt says they're going to win the Browns yeah. are for the city of Pittsburgh and for miles Garrett. Do they need that? I mean, for Cleveland, for Cleveland. For yes. Cleveland. Excuse me for Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> Dajon, this is a 4-1 and team versus a 4-0 and team for the first time since Bill Belichick was coaching the Dan Browns. Why in God's name do they need something else to rile them up? And that, to me, is exactly why they're the Browns. You just need to win a big football well, game.
1: Imagine that Kareem Hunt, of all people, wouldn't understand who the victim is and who the perpetrator is. is in assaulting somebody.
0: Great point. Ooh.
1: I mean, look, he did it, not me. You know, this is is, uh, is the kind of stuff that you he he sets himself up. And really, he sets the Browns up as looking like they're all talking like that. And I don't believe for a second that they are. I mean, I know they have a couple of brash guys over there, whether it's Garrett, whether it's Baker, um, you know, Kareem Hunt, OBJ talks quite a bit. I can't picture these guys after their initial reaction in Cleveland, including Baker Mayfield, you'll recall, at at saying, wow, no, that was wrong, that wasn't football, meaning swinging the helmet. This was even before it got into the, the really crazy stuff. That all of a sudden, these guys are sitting over there in their locker room in Berea, Ohio, all week practicing, saying, man, let's get one for miles because of that SOB Mason Rudolph. It's not happening. There's no chance. No one's that insane, except for Kareem Hunt because he knows what it's like to have somebody go after him for doing something legitimately wrong.
0: Dejan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com. Joining me, Adam Crowley, filling in for Mark Madden on the X. He's brought to us by Walnut Grill, American Eatery, and Bar. Dejan, is this one of those things where you're not going to pick the Browns to beat the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger until you see the Browns beat the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger?
1: (laughs) Well, I'm not too big on historical matchups, and I understand that's a great way to lose money. uh, If you're a betting uh, individual when it comes to sports, you're never supposed to bet against streaks and all that other stuff. The part that has me leery about the matchup is that everything has gone a little too swimmingly for the Steelers. And I have a feeling that you know they've gone against teams that have sent certain facets at them that have challenged them. Like we saw with Philadelphia and the, and the front line that they sent uh, at the Steelers offensive line and at Ben Roethlisberger, they had to do things to adjust. They haven't gone after, they haven't played a team that's as complete as Cleveland. Wow. That sounds silly to say, doesn't it? It does. But, but, it but it, but it's the truth. It's I mean, true. The, the Browns have done things on that well on both sides of the ball. And they also appear to have gotten better with each passing week at both things. So I think that presents a challenge for the Steelers that they haven't faced in the first four games. And as such, I'm nowhere near as comfortable picking the Steelers this week as I was the first four. Adam, look, these first few games that they played, for the most part, you could condense it down to one thing. And that was that the other team wasn't at all equipped to handle the Steelers' pass rush. Period. The end. Nothing else to analyze. They were going to eat the other team's quarterback alive and there wasn't anything the other team could do about it. That's, for the most part, what happened. This isn't that. This is going to be an actual, evenly matched football game. I'm not saying the Steelers can't win it or won't win it. I'm saying that this is the first time I'm even hesitating.
0: Baker Mayfield, if I'm a Browns fan, still scares the bejesus out of me. And I realize he's playing better than he played last year, but... I'm a big believer in a team telling you what they're going to do, not necessarily through their words, but through their usage of players. Baker Mayfield's thrown the ball 14 times in the fourth quarter in the five games combined, and they played close games. And I get grinding teams away with the running game, but that also screams to me they might be hiding that guy a little bit because last week he threw a couple of ghastly interceptions. That Baker Mm -hmm. is still in there, and that's why ultimately, hey, it's it's Wednesday. I got some time before Friday, but – I'm going to pick the Steelers in this game because I just I don't trust that guy.
1: No, I, I, I mean, I, I can respect that point of view. We've obviously seen Baker Mayfield uh, in his short time in Cleveland. He's had his share of comebacks where he's been the one that's engineered him. I mean, not, not a ton, obviously, but he's done it. Uh, but the thing about the Cleveland offense that would scare me the most if I was a Browns fan, actually the Cleveland team in general is that they've played with leads the whole time. You know, if you look at their, if you look at their, the amount of time that they've spent ahead in games, and that's great because if you're them and you have, uh, Nick Chubbs and you have Kareem Hunt and you can go ahead and run. Well, guess what? You don't have Nick Chubbs now though. And you're not going to be averaging whatever it was that they were at one point, 300 yards per game on the ground. Uh, you're not going to pull that off without Chubbs. You're just not. And the Steelers, uh, as always, are going to work to make sure, first and foremost, that they shut down the run. They're going to force, Adam, to your point, they're going to force Baker Mayfield to throw the football. They're going to force him to move out of that pocket. They're going to count on Bud and TJ to make sure that he doesn't get too far out of that pocket. But the run, stopping the run is going to be 100%. I shouldn't say 100%, but the, the main focus that they have this week.
0: Hyperbole alert forthcoming here, uh, Mr. Dejan Kovacevic at DKPittsburghSports.com. Ben has played great in his entire career. I mean, he's had his moments right where he hasn't, Um, whether it be a couple of interceptions in a Super Bowl against Green Bay, uh, the motorcycle accident and all that, I digress. Um, He's had way more great moments than bad moments. Uh, Right now through the first four games of the season, I'd say he's playing the game at a mental level higher than he's ever played it before. What do you think?
1: Oh, yeah. I actually asked him that this morning. I asked him a question like that, and he, of course, took the detour on it and talked about how he has to keep from getting turnovers and whatever else, and Cleveland gets a lot of turnovers. Ben's not real great at taking compliments, you might have noticed, over the years. Um, But he has improved and grown. Uh, That was the term Randy Feetner used today. So much from that standpoint. Uh, There was a terrific breakdown In the Philadelphia Inquirer, from the Eagles' perspective, two days after the game, where they interviewed the coordinator and the players and asked them a lot of different questions, every last one of them, Adam, came back with something about Ben Roethlisberger. It wasn't so much us as it was them. Now, yeah, the Eagles were the dummies that put the linebacker on Chase Claypool on the back-breaking touchdown, but the Eagles, for the most part, felt like they were tight on coverage, that they were there, and they were. They were. Go back and look at the passes that Ben was making. It's not just about the choices, but it's also about the execution in tight. Look, what's the only, what's the only thing he's missing right now? You know, it's deep ball accuracy. That's it. When has he never not had deep ball accuracy? That's going to come. I think this is the smartest version of Ben we've seen. It's the most efficient, the best decision making version we've seen. Now we just need to see the old gunslinger come back.
0: Dayan, thank you so much, man. Enjoyed it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Adam. Take care. You too. That's Dayan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com, brought to us by Walnut Grill, American Eatery, and Bar.